Hello everyone, welcome to the Three Masons podcast. I'm your occasional host, Gloria, and here are my occasional hosts, Cindy and Abby. Um, it, <laughs> it's Val- it was Valentine's Day yesterday, and we thought, we, <laughs> we thought... <laughs> Why, Abby, did you yawn like you were trying to gulp water in a cartoon? I, okay. Yes, you did. Did you see yourself? Okay. Um, so, the Valentine's Day is a fast, and, you know, we had a little bit of a celebration. All of us are single, so. It was... All of us. Our parents. Well, and what about all <laughs> What about all of us? I meant all three of us. Because we're, we're no, the ones. No, but you said at the family, so I'm assuming that you're including the other family members. No, 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 because no, I said at the family at the end because I was gonna start start saying that we celebrated as a family. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our parents can't be. I mean, technically, well, then why did you jump at me then? No, but our parents are not single. Okay, fine. What I was trying to say is that us three jesters are single, so we celebrated it as a family, <laughs> and. You know, we did a little, little dinner. Well, I did. Oi, oi, oi! Now giving yourself all the credit. Mm. Okay. Anyway, so we thought uh, as a nice sort of reflection after all the celebrations, we would do a little Valentine's Day themed podcast episode. And it was our dear Gloria here who came up with the idea, giving credit where credit is due, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and. The topic is basically how important is beauty in love, and how we go about this, Gloria. Well, I think considering how we discussed this prior, I think I'm going to give different types of relationships and discuss how important are they in in each one. Okay, then what's the first one? The the first relationship that we're going to discuss. First of all, I think physical attractiveness is actually a a, a good sorry. Sorry, um, a good place to start, um, because you know when we think physical attractiveness, and you think, oh well, they have to be beautiful. But like, how are we defining beautiful? Because I think this is a good way to start this this episode. What's beauty to you, Gloria? I mean, Cindy. <laughs> to you, Cindy, what is beauty to you? Boy, we're gonna start with this question. Oh gosh, Ugh. I don't know. Beauty. What is beauty? I don't know I, how. Why would I? I, I don't know the, what beauty is to me either. <laughs> oh, you're like that meme. <laughs> so you'll be like, I, I, I. <laughs> Speak. Spit it the heck out. Okay. Um. Uh. To be honest, honestly, I don't really care to give an answer to that question because one thing is that overdone question, and you know the the answer that gets put out most often is there are different types of beauty and people find everything, different things beautiful so it's like I mean what can I add to this conversation just my own opinion I guess that's why I asked what's your what's your view on what's beautiful to you I didn't say what is beauty well I'm not exactly sure myself though I don't I wouldn't know how to define it at least like do you have a definition for you, what you find beautiful Gloria? The world stop at 
hold on wait hold on you're treating me like i'm lying no no no, no, not that you're like what do you mean the world i don't really have strict definitions in in the way not that they're they're things like i'm just like everything's beautiful because may i've seen this the streets of montreux in during after montreux and that ain't beautiful sorry but like i honestly almost all people for me they have something where i can compliment them I, i'm pretty is infamous the right word i feel better infamous infamous in this house for giving a lot of compliments and that's because i feel like almost everybody has something that makes them beautiful and i think it's the things that strike that strike you and and make Wait, hold on why, why did why did he answer the world the way it just meant like people like no, 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 wait, hold on. I'm getting to my philosophy. Oh, okay, 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 sorry. <laughs> but then there's something that makes you a little bit, like, awe- awestruck when you, when you see it. Like, for example, when you see, like, the way that the earth is, like, and you just, and sometimes you're just like, wow. Um, Alexa, play me, I'm made by Paul McCartney. And I... <laughs> And I feel, and I feel like sometimes, you know, like that's the sort of same feeling that you see when you see some human beings, even if they're not necessarily like, you know, Adonis or whatever. Like I feel like that's I I feel like that's what makes me find people beautiful. It's kind of like, can I just say, stan culture and basically comparing every person that they like to Adonis is kind of cringe. But anyway, people compare people to Adonis in the twenty first century. Yeah, I've seen it. I, I'm, should I name a name? What's the name? I've seen some of y'all talking about like that to t- Timmy Chateau. <laughs> I think because Timmy Chateau gets a little bit more like young Greek god energies than some other people. Yeah, but then after it's not just Timmy Chateau. It's literally every other white boy that they are out here simping over these days. No, because usually Adonis is, is, is I think it's just because they have a real strong but like kind of feminine feature, kind of like Apollo. Like this sort of like sort of Greek classical era sort of idea of a of a handsome man. Like have you seen like like Alexander the Great um statue? They're just like that's a that's a classically handsome man right there. True. I just I don't know if I mean, no, no, no! I'm clarifying that I'm not saying that I find Alexander the Great handsome because <laughs> I have beef with him, but I'm just putting it out there. Hmm, I see, I see, I see. So wait, were you finished getting at your philosophy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I finished my philosophy. Find an Abby. What do you find beautiful? Well, first of all, jungle That is absolutely true. <laughs> first of all, I'll separate physical beauty from like. Like, are we about physical attraction? Yeah, but you know, when I hear beauty, I tend to think of like whatever it can mean, right? Well, really, I don't really think about it that much. I don't really care. If my eyes see something, I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. That's when I know it's beautiful. I haven't put an exact definition on it. That's it. Like, I mean, I feel like I feel like whenever you put the microphone to Abby, there's some weird aggressive energy that comes <laughs> off. Really? <laughs> That's the tweet. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like I don't know. I, 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 some people, I guess, are a little bit more in tune with what they know that they like. I, I'm not that person. I mean, I've said this multiple times. I think for the early years of my life, I was at least 15 years. She was not there. I was not there mentally. I was there physically, but not mentally, because I don't actually remember a lot of my early years. 
present in the body, absent with the <laughs> absent in the spirit. Um. So yeah, for this first question, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I like. I just know that I like it. I guess. I don't know. Do you feel like, in order to be physically attracted to someone, you need to find them beautiful? Isn't that the thing? Like, isn't that what? Sometimes I see people on 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 Twitter being like, "I hate that I find this man like physically attractive. He's so ugly." I'm like, huh? But I think that's an interesting dichotomy. Like, if there's some sort of way, like we can that that there's some sort of slight separation. Well, okay. First of all, people on Twitter are dramatic, so I, we don't we, we well, what's ugly no. here? What's ugly? Yeah, yeah. What what do we mean by ugly? For example, there's this man. I will not name him because he's been through a lot. And I don't feel I don't feel it would be right or just or fair to talk about who he is. But he's do we know him? I'm not sure. Oh. We're a little old. <laughs> um, but um I feel like there are a lot of people who okay, there are three groups. They're the people, the fourteen year olds who find him to be the most handsome man to have ever walked the face of the earth, Adonis. And they're the people who think he's the most ugliest man, the Quasimodo, Shrek level, unattractive. I mean, there's some people that find Shrek attractive, though. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. Is Shrek attractive? That <laughs> <laughs> woke Abby up. <laughs> well, I was looking at definitions of beauty and I'm still confused. I mean, I, 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 Shrek isn't, he isn't, he, he isn't, <laughs> no, I mean, he isn't, no, 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 what I was about to say is he isn't, like, atrocious to me, <laughs> but, like, I mean, I don't actually, I don't think I find him ugly, I just, I don't think I find him attractive either, you know? He's just Shrek. But, like, his personality, some people, <gasps> But that's for later. But physically, is would you say is there anything that's that's attractive about him? Not to me, no. How about human Shrek? I to be honest, I forget how she, human Shrek looks like. I only know him in his green or, ogre. <laughs> Get what, what? You're making me feel like I know too much. No, I know. I know how how human Shrek looks. I think he has nice hair. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. I I don't remember his face, but I kind of remember the <laughs> overall vibe of human Shrek. Uh, what, what do you do? You think he he looks good, Gloria Shrek, human Shrek or yeah, Shrek Shrek? Both Shrek. That the, 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 the the two Shreks. Hold up, let me see Shrek oh, again. Oh, jungle is falling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, our 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 beloved jungle skunk almost fell. Um. <laughs> <laughs> believe i'm asking myself this question i mean we had this sort of this, we had this sort of debate during the the marriage uh, would you rather thing this, this is not you i i think there is an element to him the charm like that could be considered attractive it kind of like you know when people like really like bold men for some reason i feel like that's sort of that <laughs> I'm trying to explain. Just trying to just a moment. Give me a moment. I'm not saying that both men look like Shrek. That's not what it is. But I think that sort there's that there's that sort of naturalness, that stripped downness that makes people like there's that honesty to him, 
accent and that and <laughs> also the fact and also the fact that he's so different than what you usually see that I understand but them hecking ears mate is a problem <laughs> I, a problem wait oh, <laughs> what okay i don't think that strike is attractive is what i'm trying to say but back to what you were saying this person on 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 the twitters that got the people okay. riled up and then there's a third group of people who are just like i physically like there's attraction there but when i look at his face i'm just like dang he ugly what and i'm just like how does that work but i feel like what they're really trying to say but they don't want to say it is that they that they're attracted to him sexually but the moment that they see his face they're like dang this boy ugly (laughs) well then i don't know there's just something about this it's kind of ridiculous maybe then it like I mean, to be honest, we, we just... <laughs> oh, no, as, and then what if it's just like, because I feel like sometimes people are so set in like their, their type, if you will, that like, yeah. that, that when they see that they see that they feel some sort of like sexual attraction to somebody that's not their necessarily type. their type, because clearly this person, whoever it is, is, is considered attractive in some people's eyes. When you see that person, I mean, that's... there are people, something after Shrek, so. Oh, that's like, a problem. So yeah, so I feel like maybe it's, it's just out of out of place for them. That's why they feel a bit confused. But I actually think perhaps is it scientific? Is that we're about to get into some Freud stuff? <sighs> Not, Freud. Not Freud. But like there have been some studies that suggest that something very interesting actually that when women are on their their menstrual cycle, they're they're a, I they're like ideal men change like let's say that they're normal they're in they're not under cycle right now and they're out here seeing a man they like the pretty boys they like the Timmy Chateaus which is the name that we give to Timothy Chalamet um (laughs) how do you even pronounce how do you even like Americanize Chalamet Chalamet yeah yeah just say Chalamet I'm just like Chalamet shall met anyhow like you know the who are other pretty boys paul mccartney uh yeah yeah i guess (laughs) yeah um anyhow but on their their period they start liking more men manly men Uh like extreme facial symmetry square face prominent jawline muscly strong so on and so forth all of a sudden they're simping after henry cavill as uh, Geralt of rivia continue (laughs) okay (laughs) okay um confused silence confused silence yeah um so let's and so it's led some scientists to believe that if it when we know that we need to mate, that some women, the straight women, of course, are like, Brian, I need to get a man who I know is gonna, about to give me that high quality, high quality children. And so you want like a man who feels like they have that strength, you know, he about to, he about, he about to give you them babies. Like you, no, no, it makes it sound like, bro, we're gonna go to the shop and we're gonna get some babies for you. Like that sounds so strange. Um, well, I then, mean, there are some people doing that in the black market. Oh no. Okay, can we not? This is Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, then, how exactly does this tie into this whole like repulsion thing? Like, oh, I'm attracted to, but perhaps 
they're they're all on their periods (laughs) (laughs) no perhaps there's a part of them that biological side that feels like because he's pretty built that perhaps it's just like he's a person this mystery person yes it's like perhaps like he's perfect to get some high quality children but the the more but the market gets some high quality children but the more emotional side of their brain doesn't find them that like you know, like, you know how, like, sometimes we're moved to think that some people are attracted by our personal, like, feelings towards them as people? Like, for example, our, 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 well, hold on, that sounds wrong. Hold on, we're not talking about attractive, we're not talking about attractive sessions with Julia right now, because that sounds wrong. <laughs> what were you about to say? Please properly enunciate for everyone to hear and I to clarify. Not, no, I'm not talking sexually, before you want to pull a Freud on me. But, for example, m- our dad. We say that oh he's such a handsome man, but let's be honest, a part of it is inspired by the by our personal feelings towards him because he's our dad and we and we love him as our dad, as our dad, and so <laughs> and 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 so there's a part of that that makes us feel like good feelings towards them. Well, then that's why I feel like maybe again it's a separation I think between your biological instinct and then your sort of rational sort of like mind sort of soul part your will and your emotions and all that stuff where you know there's your your social conditioning there's just well your thoughts are you formed by yourself and then there's just the base animal instincts perhaps so maybe monkey brain twitter likes to call it the monkey brain is activated so i would so i mean tying this back to the to the wait was, was there a question that preceded this does is there is there basically is there a separation between like like basically because what i was talking about with the with this situation with this man right where like there's that emo there's the emotional part of the like is it separate physical attraction like is it not just i find this person beautiful or is it there is there like a biological under underbelly i think there is i think it can be both or like sometimes on 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 its own like i feel like sometimes it's just like this is just raw base instinct (laughs) raw monkey brain exactly or or one and in some other places is more on the emotional side then i feel like there's a lot of cases where it's just a mix it's like the emotional side is activated but also your base instincts are activated yeah but my question also lies in for our non-straight brothers and sisters who go through the same thing of man this man's so ugly why am i attracted to this? <laughs> there is no biological re- reasoning there well, no, 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 not necessarily in like maybe in, like in terms of mating, I guess, but like maybe there's still some sort of as in as in as in like as in like the, as in like the normal sort of heteronormative heterosexual sort of mating idea, right? But like maybe it's a similar process, just different. I don't know. True, true. But then this brings us to our our uh, another another question, which is because the. the Wow, me in English. The to to add on more about this emotion emotional aspect, and let's start talking about like emotional relationships. Since that's what everybody uh, that's since it's Valentine's Day, that's what really everybody's waiting for. Um, why is it is physical attractiveness that much of a deciding factor? Because I was reading this article, and. This, the woman was talking about how she has a friend and her friend, you know, is one of those people like for me, like the, the, the point 
for a man, it's him to have a good sense of humor, which so many women say. I'm just like, I feel like half of y'all are lying. But anyhow, and to think, but while they're scrolling through this dating app, they weren't looking at if they had funny bios. They were looking at how attractive they were. And to say, is there a part of our brain that feels that in society we need to be more than just physical and that we need to be um, all emotional and stuff. But is that really true? Like, is it really the emotions that are that are like in the driver's seat? Really? Because, of course, like I said earlier, there are, are emotions. Um, what was going on there? Emotions. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. My mouth is cheap. <laughs> what? That sounded more like you were talking backwards. I'm, I'm, I'm about to say I buried Paul. Anyhow. Oh, no. Um, but um, um, like I said, <laughs> there are some emotions that it in and how we see people. Like for example, m- m- our mom. Why are they about to say my mom as if we're not related? My mom, our mom, <laughs> communist household. Our mom is very pretty. Okay. However, there's also the fact that we grew up seeing our mom, and so we have all these emotions attached. However. We're also not her suitors. Mm-hmm. However, other people who don't have that same uh, the, 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 who don't have those same emotions, would their feelings be as strong? And who's really at the driver's seat? Our emotional, our emotional brain or our monkey brain? <laughs> um, philosopher Cindy here in the house. I honestly feel like I think in the beginning because you don't really have anything to base it on other than the way that a person looks or sounds or feels that's going to be the driving point in the beginning I feel until you learn about that person and and see if they they suit you personality wise because I mean afterwards is the whole thing like well if I want to be with this person there's going to be things that need to be settled obviously because you can't just go off on like because anybody can be handsome but that doesn't mean everybody is a nice person you know so I would Um, medieval people would disagree with you yeah I understand and to be honest it's not it's not it hasn't gone away this thought but that's that's the topic for another time so I feel like in the beginning when you're this is the first sort of like first steps in the courting stage where you just notice the person like that woman was saying when she was scrolling down the, the the dating app your mind is kind of on the physical right now because it's it, that's what that's it's got nothing else to work off of until you read that bio right or like if you're meeting out somebody outside and you see a person um who you find attractive you don't really have the place to say I found they're so very beautiful. I just I, I know that they're a good person because you just don't know, especially if you're walking past like it was a, like a quick moment. So I feel like in the beginning it's 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 physical, but then maybe as you start learning more about the person, I think that's when it becomes a a more emotional thing, and then that's when it's when it mixes because there's that knowledge of like yeah they're beautiful, but at the same time they're also this and that, and so it it, it makes I think both feelings stronger is what I would say. But sometimes there are those cases where you see the person just like not cute, but then you get to know them all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I like them. What's that? Then I would say then in while physical attractiveness is a, a, a factor, like we can't pretend it's not a factor, it, I, I, it, I think to me it means it can't be the foundation. I think something interesting though in 
oftentimes when I ask a question to you guys, if luck's important but when you want to marry somebody, because a good Christian household, so dating is practically non-existent. Yeah. Oftentimes you guys say yes. But when you start aging, listen, I know you're praying to God to make sure that you're aged magnificently, not magnificently. The truth is that some of your youthful, hit beauty does end up fading. And some people, some people, a lot of it go away. And do you love them a little bit less? not because after that point you've been married probably for a while you get to know them and you really like love them deeply i mean going back to the whole like uh i'm attracted to this person but they're not my type type of thing wouldn't after that such a long time especially wouldn't that be a sort of like that sort of point diminish like wouldn't wouldn't the emotional side it it would be diminished but it's not gone so when it's gone when the physical attraction, even if it's just a small portion, is that side gone? I don't think so. I think so that's when the emotional attraction starts to kick in. Yeah, I think like you see their face and you see something familiar. Yeah, I think it's sort of it's a sort of like the connectedness. I I, I believe that sort of still allows you to to look at this person and despite like their their youthful vigor gone and all that stuff you still think that they're beautiful i think that's then then that's the emotional side kicking in but still sort of with that sort of tone of like the attractive the physical attractiveness but just different now because you're at a different stage in the relationship i guess at the same time though there's many people that like royal left her birth she lost her beauty type beat so those are people that need help <laughs> um actually well Going back to the biological side, I think oftentimes what happens when people lose their interest is that they don't feel like there's biological value anymore. It is the microphone is on, um, because Sorry, I was, it's because I it's because I gave her a look. I was looking at her hands on the mic, um, but often oftentimes I I've I've read some stories on the wonderful Reddit dot com, and <clears throat> sometimes their partners will gain, you know, a significant amount of, of weight to the point that it's unhealthy, like, not just, like, you know, they got a little bit of chub to them, because usually people tend to not feel too much about it, because they usually gain the same chub around the same time, but, like, we're talking about, like, you know, 600-pound life, it's dangerous to their health sort of thing, and a lot of the attra- attraction diminishes. Is it because there's no longer that much, without sounding horrible, in a way, and, you know, they can't be... They can't put money on this table the same way. Oftentimes, they have to quit their jobs, or they quit their job because of some of the underlying issues that caused their, their 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 weight gain and stuff. Do you think that, in a way, is that being like vain, or is it just the biological side kicking in once again to override the emotional aspect? Because oftentimes, they feel like I like I love them, but. I don't love them, you know? Or are they just mistaking their physical attraction for a part of love? Or are they kind of like, inter- like they're, they're, you can't just take them apart? Honestly, if you ask me, I think there's there it wouldn't be the most intertwined thing. Like, it's not necessarily that dependent. But, I mean, it is a part of it, I believe. I don't think we need to pretend like it isn't. Abby? Oui? Pardon. <laughs> Like, what do you think? Because I feel, I feel like I've, I've been talking a lot. What, yeah. what do you think do you, about this, this, this? Do you think that 
love that physical attraction is part of love or something that people conflate with love oh. I like I, I, I conflate as a part of love because I was telling if you're listening the example of this of 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 somebody whose their partner has gotten um, extremely unhealthily overweight and it's and for for them it's ruining a part of the relationship because like I love them but I don't love them anymore is that them being vain or is that them just like part of the the part of the whole the the whole bundle called love is gone and it's making them love them somewhat less well i think it is say they still love them but they don't love them i think they're talking about two different kinds of love then they still love them as a person but they don't find them physically attractive anymore so what you're saying is that physical attraction is part of love Hmm. I'm not really sure, to be honest. I would say yes. I don't know. I'm just thinking about is it a it, lot. Is it moral? I, I don't know. I think morally it might seem like a little, yeah, you know, because it's like, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're still worthy as a person. And like, that's not my, like, I'm not doubting that they're worthy as a person or worthy of love, actually. Like, it, what I'm trying to say is that because i mean the physical aspect you can't necessarily divorce yourself from that because we are physical beings are we not and you know unless you 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 were born blind or became blind later on um sight is also an important aspect of the human experience and it helps in the love process it it does uh, especially if we're going to go down to the science of it all to the whole mating process and such you you know so i feel are are you i feel like i feel like i i'm being a little bit interrogated but like are you saying that loving somebody's physical beauty is still love in its own sense it's the greeks say it's just a different kind of love um i would say it's 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 an it's a facet of love but I feel like if it's too rested on that, then it's just some sort of strange idolizing slash fetishizing slash thing. Like the aesthetic attraction, basically. No, yeah, I just, you know, I just I just feel like you... you, you I, I wouldn't necessarily fault somebody if they feel like some of the beauty has diminished because I think especially... Because, like, again, like you were saying, it's not... Like, it was just a little, a little bit of a chub. I think it also, ha- to be honest, in that scenario, I would say, isn't it also a little bit of that sort of, like, like sort of knowledge, societal knowledge and conditioning and, and stuff like that, that, you know, being at that weight is unhealthy and that sort of aids, that sort of, like, you lost your beauty type thing? What do you mean by that? Like, there, there's also that sort of... Uh societal knowledge and 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 stuff whether or not you believe it's true we will that's another discussion we that live in a society we live in a society that being overweight like that means you're not as healthy means you're not as you know at your best peak or whatever and so that also contributes to the lessening of the of the beauty of the person type of thing Younger Skog is this is this, that, that's different. Younger Skog being chubby is it's kind of like children being chubby. You don't have that sort of mindset where just like this is dangerous, you know. It's kind of like a cute little chub on the baby, you know. That they go grow out of. But as an adult, you know, there ain't no baby fat no more. So you're kind of like, mm. 
you know? So you basically think that because we associate as a society health with beauty, we mentally kind of process that as you're less attractive now? I would say somewhat, yeah. I have a question. If you equate health with beauty, what about the whole heroin chic thing? Where you look like you're emaciated. Well, I think that kind of brings us back to our first question, which is what's beauty to you? Because I think there is, would be very stupid to try and say that there's one thing that makes people beautiful. Because, you know, scientists, have, you know, they list symmetry and, you know, sexual dimorphism and all. You can read the Wikipedia page on, on it. It's called physical attractiveness, if you want to read it. And still just read it by itself. You can look at the sources that they list, of course, you know. Be, be, be a good researcher. But... At the same, at the same time, it, it it's personal, you know. Like for example, I think it's called hypersophilia, where people are attracted to serial killers or it's oh, a, no. a, 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 <laughs> and like <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no, out loud, I just couldn't hold it. Or like other sorts of or other sorts of things where I feel like it's just like a little bit like. I can't, I not societal in the same way as there's societal conditioning that tells you, you know, you should marry a good man who's good-hearted and stuff like that. But it is things in your in your environment kind of influence you. Like for example, some people who, um, perhaps in their first experience, Sigmundus. Sigmund Freud? Yes, we're going Sigmundus. We're going Sigmund Freud. We're going, done Sigmundus we're before. We're going Sigmundus. Like, some people have, when they talk about their fetishes, basically, it's something, it could have been a normal, ex, 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 a normal sex, first sexual experience, but let's say, for some reason, they just notice somebody's feet a lot, and then that kind of develop. wait, we know you're going to say, you know, we know you're going to say Satanique Demoniac, but that's not the discussion right now. But and then after kind of developed into something like a foot fetish, right? So like I for for some people perhaps, um, let's say for hypersophilia that sort of feeling maybe they grew up. Yes, we're going full this on this. Perhaps they grew up in a very like uptight environment and something about and something about somebody being such a rebel to society, like completely breaking all the rules, like being a serial killer kind of break kind of brings out that sort of feeling of just like this is something not right like this person who's like not like everybody else basically so what are you saying is that like part of of uh, our understanding of beauty is also societal and physical attraction in general is then like not societal but environmental it's yeah. it influenced by like our experience like the like the heroin chic look perhaps it's something about it being so androgynous in usually society like a pretty woman is you know whatever we define as feminine concerning the culture or and then you see somebody who doesn't fit that rule and again that sort of feeling of just like especially teenagers and young people tend to be like what this is it. This is it. What society is asking me to do, and there's that sort of the sort of push that you find it interesting, and kind of like you know my whole philosophy is that that sort of like ooh thing that kind of makes people find that beautiful, like find that attractive in some way. The fact that they're not supposed to be attractive, like it's environmental and emotional, oftentimes. And how often does that weigh in? Like, because we're talking about how does it fit in in love, and we're talking a bunch of stuff. I think we're really, we're all over the place. We're kind of getting we're, we're kind of too philo- philosophical. I think these conversations can get all over the place. We're going to the moral, to the societal, and to the this and to that and that. I'm just like, oh my goodness, we're gonna wrap. Where are we going? We're not stopping. I like, yeah. So how does that then weigh into the whole like how much of 
physical attractiveness like how much does it play a role in like this whole relationship in general especially when we're coming up with this type of talk about sort of environmental influence and such and like does does physical like your if the physical attractiveness of of a person has been diminished does that overall decrease the quality of your love like all of this how does that play in i think Honestly, my moral good Christian science thing that if it diminishes the love, you never loved them. But at the same time, the the truth is that I don't think you fall in love with somebody just by personality alone, unless of course there is some you have some you're you have an you don't have the ability to be able to to see the person, of course. But like there is that sort of that sort of physical aspect of it and I think now that you kind of bring up the fact that a lot of the physical attractiveness is emotional some of the the first emotions that you felt when you were with this person for the first few years is kind of gone like the sort of feelings that you associate with that person for example if the first time you met somebody they're known for the very androgynous look and then you know they have children and they, they start to get a little bit of that figure you know a lot of the a lot of the a lot of what you think of when you think of that person is gone and there's a little bit almost like an aspect of them that you felt like you knew is not is no longer there and so perhaps there is something that kind of goes a little bit and you it's not full your love tank is as full as it used to be. But then, why does it feel like? Then why does it feel like oftentimes that gets overrided by the emotional side? Then, because at the same time, when it sounds weird, it sounds a little bit bad, but you kind of got stuck. It's a little what? bit. It's a little bit like glue. Like yes, there's some parts that are not there, but I think kind of like what you were implying. The physical aspect is there, but it it doesn't necessarily mean that it overrides the other aspects, you know, like their person, their personality, which is really why we stick to people. Like what you said, you know, when you first see somebody attractive, the three, you're not going to be like their personality really struck in me. But then when you get to know them, that's what really makes you stick to the person in general. Of course, you know, when you're when you're young, dumb, and ignorant, and you're seeing somebody attractive and you're following them all over the place because <laughs> you want to keep feasting on that eye candy. But like, as, as in order for them to be like stuck to you, like I feel like that takes a little bit more, doesn't it? I feel that though, especially though, because as human beings, isn't that emotional connection like super important? Like, cause, I, cause like physical again, we can't ignore the physical, but like the thing that connects us and binds us as a human species, isn't it the emotional side, if you will? Well, I think it's less that more our compatibility with each other. They. Like if you're not, I mean, I mean, yes, yeah, <laughs> not, not this, but like at the same, at the, at the same time, as if you still go so well together, you're not gonna just gonna be like, oh, this relationship is 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 cut, you know, Abby. What about having something more than just compatibility? Because that kind of makes it sound like we tolerate each other instead of like we fit together, no, I- like. Compatibility doesn't have to mean that it's it's nonchalant, but like the, your ability to work together, to be able to withstand, you know, for example, couple fighting, and like, it's, it's just that thing where it's like it, we fit so well. Like, what's the point of like taking mm-hmm. away something that's works that's working so well, you know? I think when there's like a really good like professional partnership, like you might have some issues with them, you might bicker around a little bit. But at the same time, you know that you work very well together. So why are you just gonna cut it off just because of a few problems? Like you compl- you know that you complement each other in more ways than just physical. Like that, like well, it's not the same in like friendships because we don't really care about the physical. Like say hope. 
<laughs> I never seen two pretty best friends. <laughs> Always one, one of them, them got to be ugly. <laughs> that is not true. I've seen many pretty best friends. Are well, they truly best friends? That is the question. Or are they friends for convenience? Because they're both pretty. But to be honest, you, the physical attractiveness is not the same thing in friendships, but you do kind of see that in a kind of like a status sense. But for example, like, talking a little bit, it's not meant to be political at all, by the way, putting it out there. We're not talking about politics right now, because I know people go and jump me. But Melania Trump and Donald Trump's relationship, from what we've heard, has kind of been a, a, a convenient relationship. Melania is beautiful. Trump got money, and they both benefit from it that way. However, I we don't really know if they have an emotional connection to the point where it's like, we can't leave each other because I feel like I know them so well. It's more like they're giving me something that I like. They're giving me something that I like without it be necessarily being like, it's convenient, but it's not necessarily that they're very compatible emotionally. Yeah. Like when I was using like the kind of friendship example, for example, let's use like a pretty silly, typical Hollywood example. Like, you know, she's the popular girl in high school. She's really pretty and everything. She's like, if I become friends with her, I'll become pretty and popular too. You know, that kind of thing. So physical beauty still kind of plays an aspect in quote unquote friendships, but it's mostly just convenient acquaintances. However, compatibility is also the same thing in friendships because like friends still fight. I mean, if they're real friends, yeah, you still fight. However, you just, you just fit, you just get along so well. You're just like, no, we're not, we're not stopping the friendship. There's too much of that emotion. Oh gosh, I hope it didn't spill on the mic. <laughs> uh, there's too much of that. I guess like, there's too much that was well spent together. I feel that yeah. they'll be wasted and thrown away by like, oh, you got a bit of that weight. Okay, I'm just gonna throw everything that we had together. Everything that we had together means nothing. But like, for example, when when some people lose their significant other for whatever reason, so oftentimes they say, you know, it felt like a a, a part of me is lost, and I hate to rat out my Christian community like this but oftentimes you're seeing it like so you weren't putting your dependence on God or maybe it's just that after a while when you start to share so much with somebody with somebody that it practically becomes like another vessel for you to communicate your feelings and emotions and stuff that of course like there's a it feels like you're kind of giving away a certain part of you to another human being and when they die it's like it's like if you where like half of your like like a one fourth of your blood is being put in the vial and suddenly the vial breaks and the blood spills all over the place. You're gonna be like, bruh, my blood. <laughs> <laughs> For example, it's like you take like the 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 kind of Christian uh, um view of marriage, right? You see it as kind of like two people becoming one. So like if the one of them dies or one of them leaves for whatever reason, it's actually normal for you to feel like one part of you has kind of just gone because i mean yeah like what you said you do, you do kind of become one you kind of, kind of become like one unit yeah and then one of the units gone is just like oh no what, what i do now that doesn't mean you have to like you know how those people are like my husband is my savior just like no nah, no nah, don't do that however it's normal to, because you're still connected with that person you're with them like all the time and they leave or they die it's normal to kind of feel like you know there's a little bit of an empty space because it was always filled with that person it was filled. Now we, I think we kind of we're derailing here, but like going back to what are you doing to Jungle Scott? Nothing. <laughs> you put a, a sticky note on him that says, "My, my boy, boy. My, my boy." 
He is our boy. But, like, anyhow, back to physical attractiveness and romantic relationships. I do feel like a big chunk of... A big chunk of the... Rela- uh, not a big chunk, but a, a certain chunk of it is physical attractiveness. But I think, like what you said... It might not be the same percentage of your of your of your feelings towards that person. I think that's more why. Like even if some of it, like you don't look at them the same way that you were when you were, you know, like eighteen or whatever, but like you still feel that emotional attachment to them, even if it's physically. Like you see them and you feel like it's a familiar place, you know. So where do we go from here? I feel like we we were out here like hip hopscotching. We were we were up and down. We're talking both about like soulish attraction. <laughs> that sounds so annoying. And physical attractions. We were talking a little bit about both. Okay, so then what's the next? But is there a possible spiritual? Oh, <laughs> we title this physical attraction, and we're starting Wait, to get sorry, into. I thought you were just talking about like loving how. No, the, the question, the que- the question is like, is beauty really important? Basically, so then I guess we we just have to go back to that. Yeah, back to our root question about is beauty important? I feel like we've looked kind of reached a little bit of a, of a conclusion, but I think now that we both know what we what we mean by beauty, and what our our hypothesis, our Freudian hypothesis in, into <laughs> beauty is, okay, so, Freud is so much fun. <laughs> she says that while she sighs a little bit un... it's, like it's like there's almost like a feeling of dread when I hear his name, it's really weird uh, I think most psychologists also feel a bit of dread when they hear his name you put the microphone in me while I was thinking into my I thought you wanted to say something <laughs> the greatest okay. ship of all time Gloria and Yoko's gone Get get you a jungle squad though. Yeah. Link in the description. Link in the description. Yes. Put it in the description actually. Um yeah. <laughs> it's gonna look so weird. We all just gonna see that. That's how I love physical chucks and all of a sudden. We're talking about the okay, this one it's about the jungle squad link. Like what? <laughs> or maybe they'll maybe they'll interpret it as a gift for or Valentine, even though it's really, really late. Like Valentine's Day gift. I mean, you actually, can gift somebody a young skull. We really do appreciate it, honestly. And it's also good to give somebody something outside of Valentine's Day so it's even more talked in shock. Because it's just like, wow, it's not even Valentine's Day and I got a jungle skull. That's true, that's true. But going back to what we were saying. Yeah. I feel like we kind of reached a conclusion, honestly, a little bit prematurely than we usually do. But then can we can we confidently answer the question then? Is beauty important in love? Do you feel like we can confidently answer this? Okay, let's get each one. What do you think is your answer, uh, Cindy? What do you think of your answer to the question? Uh, yes and no. Yesent. Yesent. Uh, it's. I think it's important in the sense of that, like, it's a part of it that you can't necessarily, like ignore or necessarily divorce from from the experience of love but it's okay, not you kind of can't really avoid it unless you're like blind or something because you walk into the street or you're like you're in your 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 study group and you're like wow it's like she looks so beautiful when she reads her bible <laughs> i think it's i would say it's just not that dependent like love is not necessarily it's not important as in it's like it's a really make or break yeah dependency thing on I, beauty I, I wouldn't use the word important because it makes it sound like it's like like well yeah it's like important you know but it's definitely part of it i'm sure 
Listen, I never fall in love before. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was this article on Medium. I think she mentioned something quite interesting that when you see most couples that you see in, in the street or something, they're not that attractive. Like there's an of course usually they look about normal, you know. But at the same time, it doesn't seem to be so much of like a um that much that much of a make or break thing like it's something that helps but like kind of what you're applying it's not something that really it's the the side like uh, i can't fall in love like man i love this person but they're ugly i can't do it like it's more like you know some people can can kind of be like that though when they resist the actual fact that they love them the fact that they that they're trying to trying to stop something probably because again the social the sociological aspect of it because they might they might feel they might feel like it's wrong to be with somebody that's that's unattractive kind of like when you talk about the about the mysterious man who like i think perhaps maybe part of it is also the fact that they feel like they shouldn't like him because a lot of times a lot of the people on on twitter.com oftentimes we're like like to be like he's so ugly you got you cis people even though not only cis people can be attracted to just <sighs> never mind so the the you cis people you have no taste yada yada yee. and and perhaps they feel like they're a little bit of this the social pressure to not like them they feel like they're not good enough according to society for them to love them it kind of reminds me sometimes of a reaction like for example i don't know should i name a person is it, are they controversial no they're not controversial okay. somebody like for example chris evans right because he has a pretty large fan base I, I i believe and then but like sometimes if, if some of the the POC woman is like, I can't believe I've fallen for a white boy type beat. And it's just like, but no, it's, 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 it's going, no, it's going back, going back to what, but it's going back to what she was saying though about like, you know, maybe sometimes a little bit of the social pressure to not find a person attractive because of whatever reason. But now it's a little bit looser, or maybe it's just because I didn't, I don't know, I'm not gonna get into that. But I was watching this little this 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 segment. It was from uh the the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and. One of the one of the the characters brings in her boyfriend, but he's white, and they're kind of like this feeling like he's very good. They use like tall as a so almost a, as a as a code word for the fact that he's white, you know, like he's very uh tall. Yeah, I knew somebody who had a a, a tall girlfriend that one time. This is that sort of thing. Where white person in the in a black quarter basically yeah. and so there's that social pressure just like you shouldn't be with the, the, the white you know you shouldn't be attracted to, to them and vice versa you should not dilute the race or whatever <laughs> people say I remember it, our mom said a story in the Instagram chat of this man who basically <laughs> pretended that he, he risked it all he risked it all he basically pretended that he was black in order to it had the wait, wait, no, he had to it had to set the time period to understand why he would it's even pretend the, it's the 19th century um and he basically he he he's kind of like he's a little bit woke for his time he had this feeling that you know american isn't one sort of it's not like only white people or something that everybody is american right and he's he, 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 he going for the equality of the races and so he falls in love with this with this black woman and he knows that socially it would be unacceptable for them to be together and that she probably wouldn't accept him anyway if she saw straight up that he was white because of social pressures again. And so he goes through a little transformation sequence and he kind of, even the homeboys were not black. I don't know how he managed. He was using the one drop rule. 
Yeah, he got that. He got yeah, that one. Like, that he was white passing. He, he's, he's basically kind of acting like you know, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm five tenths. Uh, no, that's too much. It's more like one sixteenth of a black. You know, basically acting like. There, there was a part of him that he wasn't part of the white community, which basically made her feel socially. Mm, we can accept him. He white passing, but we can accept him, sort of, sort of thing. But what the point? You can I will link it in the description. But the point is that socially, he knew that. Wait, to, shout, shout out to mum for sending that. Oh yeah. Yeah, thank you, mum. But socially, it was it was not that she was necessarily not attractive, but more that she that she he knew that she would probably be like, but he part of that white community though. Would it be right for me to even be attracted to somebody like that instead of I'm not attracted to this person? More like, is it right? You know. But that's true. That's actually uh, like because he was going through all these lengths and he eventually did get to marry her. What would? Would all how, can all of that be driven solely through by physical attractiveness? No, of course there are other there are other. There, I mean, I don't think that he found love for her just because she was pretty. I'm sure there are some other, there are some other aspects too, but it, I think for the story is more that there were social pressures for him not to find her attractive. But I'm, I'm, I think he probably did find her attractive, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. In, 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 in that way, I don't think beauty was that integral to their story. It's interesting how, like, literally everything around you can influence you in so many ways mm-hmm. to how you view certain things, how you, how you, how, how you react to certain types of beauty and such, and how it, it's different for everybody. It's a very interesting topic, and it's, I mean, you can't help but get a little f- philosophical when you talk about stuff like this. Little... I also like the point about feeling like, is it right to be attracted to this person or to love this person that way? Because, like, for example, if you're taking somebody who's like, I love you so much, but you're not that physically pretty, should I? Should I get with you? Like it's kind of the same, like, you know, like the cliches in the high school film for like, you know, like, but she's a nerd. But the jock is like, but I love her. Though. You can say High School Musical. I never oh. said that. <laughs> well, I have to say, Gabriella is a jock, and also Gabriella is kind of, even though she's, she's even crazy. though she's a nerd, I think everybody also agrees that even though she's not part of the right part of town, that she's very obvious part of the wrong part of town she was she wanted the wrong part of town everybody i mean just the part that that sharpay is just kind of jealous of her i think everybody kind of acknowledges that she's a, quite a, a, a beautiful teenager in quotation marks <laughs> but like i there that that sort of element of this like it's just socially well like would it benefit them kind of like, you know how a lot of times in, in old Hollywood and still now, they would pair like perfect relationships. Mm-hmm. There, people would be like, "Oh wow, power couple! They're both so pretty and so talented and so rich." You know, it would make sense. It would make them gay, <laughs> and they're not attracted yeah. to the other. Person. Or as they would be called lavender wedding, or they would basically just be like, "Man, somebody better rat this man out as gay, or this woman out as lesbian. We need to do some technic." Yeah. And so they would put in together relationships. Like, of course, these people are so irritated. Well, of course they would have to fall in love with each other it makes sense you know which is why oftentimes when celebrities date people that are not well known people are kind of like oh 
that's weird because it doesn't really make sense they don't have to say well sometimes they have more money that's usually when they marry the random witch, rich dude on the Forbes 100 but to be honest though it's not just celebrities like sometimes like and I hear like not to rat out our other siblings but like sometimes you can be like but she's so pretty why is she with somebody like yeah. that type of thing that sort of feeling of just like, that's not the right that's not the right ship you like, know it's sort of like a beauty and the beast type situation mm. true um man we we went to so many roads <laughs> so how do how do we how do we come how are we putting a stop to this then well i didn't um say what my opinion was my conclusion i think my conclusion is that yes it's 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 a part it's 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 somewhat it matters mm-hmm. i think there there's been saying that it matter and is it important i don't think it's a make or break level of important but i do think it matters in a way but i don't think it always matters yeah like there are some people where it's just like i don't i don't care you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's that's my conclusion. This was kind of a ride, it was a bit of an interesting ride, and I think it's it's nice to get a little philosophical every now and then. It can get a bit frustrating though, but it can be. Really helpful. Someone like our dad. Where Whoa! Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I mean is that he makes you take a ride. <laughs> like he put, he makes you feel like you're about to go in this one specific direction, and then he go boom, and it's like <laughs> I did not see that coming, you know. He drags you along, and you're like, no, but this needs like, no, 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 we're going even further, going deeper. Smile while you're talking, which means yeah, that, that he that smiles he while he does you. it. That which means he's about to hit you with something that you didn't expect, and so you know that you're supposed to watch out, but you don't watch out enough for to expect whatever he's about to throw at you. And, and, and if it if it gets you feeling some type of way, he's still smiling because it's like it's working. So tiny mouth, <laughs> <laughs> and little intellectual laugh that he does. Anyhow, yeah. Anyways, yes. Dad, if you're listening to this, we love you. Love you. Shout out to you, Dad. Shout out to Dad for forcing this this philosophical mindset onto us. Anyhow, yeah, I think that's I think that's where I think that's where we conclude. So thank you. What? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought we weren't done. Sorry, I'm sorry. I just have one last thing to say. I think I think um for me the thing that bothered me about this conversation that it could almost kind of make love seem the l- less optimistic. In a way, for some reason, not. I I don't see that physical attraction is optimistic. I guess it makes it feel more like it's not. Oh, we are so connected spiritually, or whatever way. But like, I mean, physical attraction is fun. Anyhow, thank. <laughs> th- I just don't think you should lose hope. It's not something uh, we still ended with the conclusion that you know, emotion matters. Anyhow, yeah. So this is where it concludes. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in, even though we mess up every single time and this podcast kind of gets weird. So yeah, anyhow, this was the Three Masons podcast. I was your occasional host, Gloria, and I'm signing out. Thank you once again, and bye!